0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the newest episode of the This Going Long podcast. I'm your host, Zach Neal. We're going to have some fun today. I'm bringing on the crew, three of my favorite beat reporters in Eugene, Eric Scopel, Jared Mack, and Jared Denny. We're going to just kick back uh, with what I think is a fun activity, slash game, slash draft, whatever you want to call it. Before that, I want to get um, get into some business. offer just a few quick notes, um, news-related notes, concerning the last happenings in um, Oregon football, Oregon basketball this past week, weekend. Um, on the Oregon football front, the Ducks did pick up a commitment from former Washington cornerback Jabbar Muhammad. Um, I talked about this last week in the episode, thought it was going to happen, predicted it to happen. Just a, a massive portal addition. Instant impact player, former All-Pac-12 second team, a uh, player in 2023, former All-Big 12 player before that. Someone who I think will almost certainly be a starter from day one, Eugene. You know, you look at this addition, um, look at the addition of the the additions of the defensive backfield this past year that have already been made. Jabbar, uh, Cam Alexander, Kobe Savage, Brandon Johnson, all in the secondary. Um, all four of those project to be starters, along with Taishim Johnson. Um, Be competing for those starting spots at the very least. You've got elite talent up top. You've got great depth play with guys like Julio Florence, Dante Manning, Roger Pleasant, all competing for those starting spots as well. Um, Just a very, very impressive pickup. On the basketball front, a little bit less impressive. Oregon split the home series with the Arizona schools over the weekend. They beat Arizona State in a blowout on Thursday. Um, It was actually a very encouraging performance after a slow first half. Uh, then they ended up getting blown out by Arizona on Saturday. Saturday was a really strange game. It was an awesome atmosphere. I mean, Matthew Knight Arena was packed. It was the first sellout, and I think it was six years. Um, was a really cool buzz around the arena. I was. It was one of those games that you really get excited to cover, which is, I don't want to say rare for Duck basketball games, but you know, it's it, in the football season. You get excited to cover all of the big games. You know, it's it's not. Uncommon to be, you know, really hyped up and excited for every Saturday once we get into the fall. It's a little bit more rare in basketball season. You don't really get too amped up to go cover a game against Arizona State or against Stanford or Cal. But when Arizona comes to the town and you got two teams that are, you know, neck and neck for the first spot in the Pac 12, you get up for it. And fans definitely got up for it. Um, So you had a packed arena that, you know, they really tried to get Oregon back in the game. Oregon fell down early and then a you know a horrific injury to Keyshawn Bartholomew happened in the second half that kind of turned things sideways and basically just sucked the air out of the building. We're still waiting to hear an update on Bartholomew, but it feels pretty safe to say that he's done for the year. From my vantage point in the, the press row, it looked like he either dislocated or broke his foot or his ankle. They had an air cast and a stretcher on the court for him. So regardless of what the final diagnosis is, it's not good. And I'm not saying he... Either dislocated or broke his foot. That's just what it looked like from my angle. So uh, we'll wait, and hopefully, in the next couple of days, we find out for sure what happened. But I don't think he'll be returning this year, uh, which is really unfortunate for the Ducks because he was turning into a a really good player off the bench for them. The Ducks go to the L.A. schools this week. They really, really could use a sweep. Um, They absolutely need to get a win against UCLA. Who's turning things around a little bit this year? They're not, they're not the UCLA of old, but they're a, a respectable team, I guess. Um, at this moment, the Ducks are hanging around the tournament bubble once again, which is not a great place to be. But they've got a chance if they if they turn it around and get some wins, um, some impressive wins on the road, especially. They've got a chance to get into that NCAA tournament and not go to a third straight year of the NIT, which is what all of us hope for. So. All right, that will do it for the news items. Uh, Let's bring in the boys and have some fun. All right, I've got my three favorite Oregon Beat reporters here with me. We are getting the gang back together and going to have a little bit of fun this week. First off, thank you guys for joining me. How's everyone doing? Fabulous. Good man.
0: No complaints here.
1: I yeah. I'm just Thanks, thrilled, thrilled to be on your uh, top
0: three media organ media members list with along with my other along with the Jareds. That's what an honor for all of us. Yeah, do you want
2: to you want a power rank? That yeah, <laughs> <as real laughs> <quick> or <laughs> or what? I've kind of got
1: like my, my MySpace top eight out? that I just like. It keeps going yeah. like it, it's yeah. very fluid. So if you write a good story, you definitely bump up the list. But um,
2: T-Mobile Fab Five.
1: Just so everyone knows where to find you guys. Some quick intros: Jared Mac at Jared underscore Mac Seven on Twitter. At Jared Mack on Blue Sky, um, Jared, that's what fine. is the favorite thing you've done in your time since the football season ended?
2: Oh boy, um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, frankly, I don't know, man. Just like not covering football, it's like a, <laughs> kind of like a like a stress relief. Uh, it was it was it was a great season to cover, and you know, a lot a lot of ups, some downs too. But uh, it's been kind of nice to you know, kind of sit back and and not be like on the, the absolute day-to-day grind that a football season normally is.
1: I definitely agree with that. Um, Jared Denny at Jared underscore Denny on Twitter. That's J A R R I D D E N N E Y as most normal people spell it. Um, Jared, as you've had the last month to reflect, what is the thing that you miss most about covering the endless Oregon
3: football season? (laughs) And seeing you guys, of course. Oh, how cute. Honestly, I, I don't know about you guys, like the lack of routine, the having no day-to-day set schedule and like nowhere to go, uh, I've gone a little stir crazy, so.
1: I definitely agree with that. That's like the worst part of this time is like, you kind of know your schedule during football season, you know which articles are going to go up on this day, what's going to go up on this day, and now it's like, oh, I kind of got to, kind of actually got to really try to flush out, out this weekly schedule. Um, finally, Eric Scopel at Eric underscore Scopel on Twitter, the optimist of the group, kind of along with myself. Um, Eric, what are you? What are you most looking forward to when it comes to approaching the spring football season?
0: Uh, there's just so many new players. I guess that's just a, a standalone answer. But like, I, I think especially the portal guys and the quarterback position in particular. Like, I'm just excited to watch some of these new players do whatever we're allowed to watch them do, which frankly probably would be <laughs> very little. I say that as one of the apparent optimists of the group, I didn't know oh, I had such, on. You such are. designation. You know you are.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, By comparison, at least. Compared but, uh, to Jared and Jared, I think you and I are definitely the optimists of this group. Oh, okay.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> realistic over here okay. on Jared Avenue. Jared. Pragmatic.
0: Is so, so it's, it's just not pessimistic. You
1: guys are pragmatic. Sure.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, we'll go with that.
1: So, I knew that I wanted to get you through on a podcast this week. And I thought about what type of bullshit topic we'd be getting way too involved with and discussing while inevitably standing around and waiting at the HDC, which as we all know is like about 90% of this job. So uh, what I landed on is I wanted us to draft our all time Oregon ducks, seven on seven rosters. So what that means, we're going to draft in serpentine fashion create a hypothetical lineup of Oregon players that we would want to see compete in a seven on seven tournament. It's kind of like your ultimate team for all the Madden players out there. In the interest of time, we're actually going to draft only five players each. So that this isn't like a three hour long podcast. So it's going to be one quarterback, one running back, one tight end and two wide receivers. Again, you can choose any player in Oregon history, even players on the current Oregon roster. Does anyone have any questions about that?
0: And we are selecting these with in mind, I wanted to clarify because this is what I asked you, as the best individual collection of players for a seven on seven game, not these are the best Oregon players. These are my favorite seven Oregon offensive players.
1: Correct. You are trying, you're, we're saying we're at a seven on seven tournament with these four teams. You're trying to pick the best team. So it's, I guess, two hand touch. Is that what seven on seven is mostly? Yeah. Or light contact. Yeah, I think so. So it's not like you're going to draft football. Jonathan Stewart with your first pick and just some bulldozer or like Royce Freeman or something like right. that. Right.
0: Okay. I think that's an important thing to communicate to listeners. Yes. Because because there, are, I I will be honest. And we'll share a list maybe later. Probably the two greatest Oregon Duck players in school history. I don't know if I'll draft.
1: Yeah, I think that's very so,
3: accurate. <laughs> that's just that's just the way this goes. Cool. Well, yeah, you're not going to take Ross James in a seven-on-seven. Seven tournament. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't pun around here. No, Luke done.
1: All right, to determine the draft order, I have come up with a trivia question, and whoever gets closest to the oh, answer boy. decides the order. Does that sound good? Okay, I like it. Yeah, it's different. All right, to just like do a random number generator. <laughs> That's now, what see, I thought every, we were doing. Everyone does that. This is we got to do something a little bit fun, huh? Okay. All right, what is it? All right, in 2007, Jonathan Stewart set an Oregon record for the single-season rushing yards. That record was later broken by LeMichael James in 2010. The question, how many rushing yards did Jonathan Stewart have in
0: 2007? Um, can I go? We don't have to
1: guess
2: 100%, right? It just, no, like, it's kind of a closest. ballpark. What prices right? it? Uh,
3: 1386 Okay, so now I have to see how close that is to
1: the actual number. <laughs>
3: I, I'll, I'll let other Jared go last. Or, yeah, and
0: I'll take 1725. You said
1: 1725? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay.
2: I was going to go 17 and even.
1: Okay, Eric is the winner. It's 1722.
0: Pretty close. I, can I can I be honest though? Uh, I would just put together. If you guys follow my coverage, I just put together all the all time lists. So I actually thought I might <laughs> be guessing it perfect. Um,
1: you so were very close, coverage. definitely.
0: Yeah. Okay. So to What is the draft order? I get to pick the draft order.
1: Yes, you are picking the draft order.
0: Oh wow! Okay, this is a more serpentine responsibility. Draft. Serpentine um, draft. Yeah, yes. Sir- Let's go, Jared, Denny first. Wow. Zach second. Okay. I'll go third. Jared Mack can go fourth. I'll let him have the turn.
1: All right. Hard corner for Jared Mack. All right. Denny, Zach, Eric,
3: Mack. That is our draft order. Denny, you ready? Yes, sir. All I'm right. taking it off. This- with the first pick in the Zach Neal seven on seven annual draft, I am taking a Rashad, formerly Bobby Moore. Wow, mm. okay. receiver, running one. back, could do it all. Uh, one of the most productive players in school history. Obviously, went on to have a fantastic uh, pro career and uh, obviously broadcasting career. Um, yeah, right. there is not going to be a whole lot of uh, players before the two thousands on my team, so uh, let's let's get it going early.
1: He was definitely one of those, like, yeah, like you said, there's not a ton of players from that era that I had on my list personally. He was one that I had on there that I was definitely considering strongly.
3: I'm already saving you hate in the YouTube comments for uh, everybody telling us that uh, we, we didn't watch any of the old guys play. So, no, this is good. It's
1: just given at this point. <laughs> All right, any other comments on mod? Or can I make my first pick, who I'm very happy to get? No, happy to have him. No, on you're my- good. All right, I'm taking yeah. who I had number one on my board, who I thought Jared might take with the number one pick. I'm taking D'Anthony Thomas, who I think mm-hmm. can be a very good running back, a very good receiver, slot player if you need him. Um, I think that he's just kind of molded for that seven on seven style of play. Um, yeah, I'm happy to get him. My number one, number one back. on my board, too. Yeah. yeah, I think he's he's probably the number one running back. Could also be mentioned as like one of the top receivers, if we're being honest. Like Just that skill set in this type of play.
0: So, Zach, where are you slotting him? Is he your running back, or is he one of your I'm, receivers? is that open-ended?
1: No, I'm putting him at running back right now. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. how often... Do, I don't really... I can't say I've watched too much 7-on-7 seven seven recently. How much, like... Do you even do run plays anymore? <laughs> like, is no, that really a no thing? it's all, it's all no, just... no, no of course just, not.
0: Yeah, it's just like he's running basic running little back screen routes. routes. From the back yeah. yeah. Like yeah. angle routes. And yeah, that's
1: no, I'll definitely take him at the running back spot. All right. Scoble to you.
0: This is really, okay. So I, I'm going to take Troy Franklin oh. um, at receiver. I think this is, we're playing seven on seven. So we're throwing the football every time. Correct. And I think I'm getting the best available receiver and probably the best outside receiver that was out there. At least I had him ranked there. Um, I don't even think it's recency bias to take him in this range. I know Denny just took someone from seventy years ago, but um, <laughs> I, I no, no offense to Ahmad, uh, but I, I think, uh, I think Troy is a fantastic outside receiver, and I feel really good about taking him. I was surprised no one took a quarterback, and I have two quarterbacks nestled together, so I figured. Mm-hmm. He, maybe Mr. Mack will take one of them. I'll take the other on the other side
1: of this real quick on Troy though, before Jared goes, I mean, it's like pretty inarguably like the greatest Oregon receiver of all time. So yeah, I think that it's, it's pretty clear that he should have been the first wide receiver, true wide receiver off the board. He was first on my list at least for that position.
2: All righty. Let's see. So I got two picks here, right? Correct. Yeah. Since this is seven on seven, um, you'll see eventually like that. I've prioritized a certain skill set um, in terms of what I want for my players. So I'm going to Michael James, okay. for my first pick here, Uh small shifty. No, one's really going to catch him kind of like, uh, like just, you know, not as, as quick and as, like as D Anthony Thomas was, but certainly right up there in terms of just his ability to break tackles and get loose. Obviously didn't have too much like of a passing career at Oregon. Like I think his, you know, he wasn't catching like 30, 40 balls a year, but if we're seven on seven, I'm giving him the ball in open space. I feel pretty good about it. So, Michael James is my number one.
0: Yeah. And, he's can I definitely... just say, and I'll just say while you're, you're, you're waiting to pick there, Jared, uh, the, I don't even worry about the receiving production because that offense just didn't throw the ball to its running backs. And I think he had the skill set yeah. having watched him. He had some great one handed catches and stuff when he was here. So, I think that's a great pick as a running back.
1: And he has that kind of, like you said, that DAT. Open field factor, like you get him in his face with the ball, right. and it's like, oh yeah, he's he's gonna be hard to bring down or touch in this case.
2: Yeah, he wasn't as good as DeAnthony Thomas was at that, but he's right up there. Yeah, and it's not it's no fun either way to try to go and tackle him. Yeah. Um, all right, wide receiver time. Man, there's some good names out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going Tez Johnson. Same thing just oh, you can't, tackle, you can't tackle him in 11 on 11 and seven on seven is going to be hellacious so and i know that's pretty recency bias but yeah, he just had one of the best wide receiving you know seasons in program history i mean now is the single season reception record broke troy franklin's um he could easily break those stats all of troy franklin's stats next year is like a true number one or number two so i'm taking him i think it's going to be really hard for anybody to try and go and tackle him no quarterbacks ab- absolutely not though
1: yeah, I had him like a little bit lower on my list, but I thought he was going to be like a sneaky late rounder, just because people might stay away because of the recent But I think that's a fantastic pick, and pairing him and Lamichael as your first two picks, I think that's a strong start.
0: And I think he'd kick ass in seven on seven. Oh yeah, because he yeah. just finds ways to get open, and he's he's, yeah. he's excellent with his first step. I think that would be a, a nice a nice dish in there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Skillful. So are we just not taking quarterbacks? Is it not I mean I think I'm there's going to be like a quarterback it's run. It's at a some run point, quarterback but but Yeah. There are like the a is- handful of really good options. So if you don't yeah. get like the number 1, I think you're you're so still fine be okay. And I'm it's <laughs> debatable who the number 1 option is, honestly. Well, and I actually I want to
0: when we get to the point where we're picking quarterbacks, I do want to pause and have a conversation about it because I think <laughs> it's it's interesting. Um and honestly, like I'm open to taking, as you said, I, I thought. I mean, I thought I would take quarterback with one of my first two picks. That was why I picked the order I did. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to pivot, and I'm going to take the number two, yeah, the number two receiver on my list, which is Dylan Mitchell. Oh, which, wow. may, which people might find it be a little bit high, but I mean, we talk about oh, what I works at seven an, I on had
2: seven. That was a good pick. Yeah,
0: that was my number. He was my number two. Tesla's was on my number three. By the way, for my receivers, um, I just think he found ways to get open. He was an incredible route runner. And you go back and watch like some of the most pivotal games in that 2018 season with, with Justin Herbert and Justin basically just threw it to him every time. Like the Mm -hmm. Stanford game, the Washington game, those games that I think they won, they split those games, I think if memory serves, but like he had like 200 plus yards and double digit catches in those games. And like that kind of production is really impressive. And I understand he has not had, a pro career to speak of. And there are a lot of guys Mm -hmm. in this list who have or will, but I really was a big fan of Dylan Mitchell. And I think he'd be excellent in a receiving core of, I got my top two guys. I got Troy Franklin, Dylan Mitchell. I feel pretty good.
3: I don't want to diminish any of the fine work that Dylan Mitchell did at the university of Oregon. But do you think if in theory, Oregon had one or two kind of uh, more quality receivers then his production might not have been what it was? Maybe I, I think that's possible,
0: but I think he's a good player. Go so if here. you sneak
1: Dylan Mitchell on the twenty twenty three team, is he ahead of either Troy or Tez on that depth chart? I like that. Probably not. uh
0: Maybe maybe he's the starting Z receiver. Yeah, I don't know. You're taking Gary Brown, he's, he's not ahead of. He's not ahead of Troy um because I had him listed below them. T uh, mm-hmm. and Tez play different positions.
1: I so. just mean it in terms of total production, not like uh, I guess on the on the depth chart is the wrong way to put it, but. In terms of total receiving, I think that it's fair to say he'd be in that two, three conversation, but I think I would still take Troy and Tez over him. And again, like like Denny said, that's not to diminish anything that Mitchell did because I think he is a very talented receiver.
0: I, think, I actually think he and Tez do similar things well, and he's just three inches taller.
1: That's, yeah, that's very fair. Okay. I'm, uh, see, this is what it's like I'm going to pick a quarterback because I, I want my quarterback, but I'm very willing to hear arguments on why this should not be the top quarterback on the board, you know. <laughs> oh wow, Jared with the effects. Look at that. I'm taking Justin Herbert because I want that arm in 7 on 7. I know, I mean, it's kind of nice in 7 on 7 you don't have to be the most mobile quarterback. He is a mobile quarterback, I think that he's he may not be vernon adams marcus Mariota, mobile but um i just want that arm and that processing you know prowess and and you know the mental fortitude he brings so that's who i'm taking as my quarterback and now i'm very curious to see what other quarterbacks come off the board quickly or not or who is the next one to go
0: he was uh, also number one on my quarterback board for what it's worth
1: okay i feel a lot better about my decision now <laughs>
3: It was the correct pick, and now I'm uh, re-questioning my draft strategy since uh, my number one seven-on-seven on seven quarterback is gone. Okay.
1: All right. Well, it's your turn.
3: Yeah, we're gonna end up leaving Marcus, and people are gonna yell at us. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the running quarterbacks to happen. To I'm gonna to get clown for this. No, well, I have back-to-back picks. Correct. Yep. Have, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah Take that too. Back-to-back. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take what I think might be the funnest player in this imaginary scenario and just take Devin Allen. No,
2: my next pick. Go on.
3: We're not going to let him. We're we're running fades every time. I wanted him with Herbert
1: so badly. That would have been an (laughs) an amazing matchup to have. (laughs) Well, I
0: was going to ask, are we considering chemistry with like quarterback? Like, is that part of the calculus or are we just pretending like these guys showed
3: up at the park and they've never thrown together? Yeah, let's do that.
1: I think the latter. Yeah.
3: Um, I don't have a whole lot of other justification. I think it'd be really fun to uh, <laughs> to watch seven on routes for the quarterback that I'm eventually gonna take.
1: I mean he is a great option in seven on seven because you don't have to be physical. You can like you said just put him on the outside and go routes every single time. And if you've got a quarterback that has the arm to get it to him and you like the the matchup with the defender, that could be a, a very fun a very fun thing to watch.
3: I've got to get a running back before uh, before this gets too out of hand. Um, the circumstances that we stated at the start of this, for like not taking your Jonathan Stewart or your Royce Freeman, just like eight yards in a cloud of dust, running back, has changed my board. I'm taking Kenyon Barney. like the ball in his hands, mm, and, good and one. just watch it go. It's a good one,
1: very good one for sure. That's that whole like. It was really hard to like kind of do the research for this because you look at a lot of Oregon's running backs and it's like oh, a lot of them are really physical guys. And like you've got your Jonathan Stewarts, your Garrett Blunts, your Royce Freeman. It's like, yeah, but I don't really want them in this scenario. So it was a little bit harder to parse through that position and find the guys that would actually be elite in this, uh, you know, on this playing field. All right. It is time for my third pick. Hmm. I'm going to have to pivot now because I was definitely going to go Devin Allen. You know what? I'm going to... This is tough. I'm going to go with a receiver. Where do I want to go? No, I'm going to get him later at tight end. I am going to go Josh Huff. Mm, I think that he is a very good player on the outside. He's versatile. He can do... He's got a pretty big route tree. Um, He can definitely burn you too. So, with the mix of Huff, Dat, and Herbert, I feel pretty... It's good speedy. And like, I can get past, get over the top on the defense.
0: You're fast. That's a, it fast, a fast team. team. Yes. It, I think Denny's is faster. Um, just because of one Perfect. guy, but you got speed.
1: Denny. I missed a pick of yours. You had Ahmad, You had Devin Allen and then Barner. Denny right? and Bar- That's it. Yeah. All right. Scopal your third.
0: Pretty sure you guys aren't going to pick my running back or tight end. So I'm just going to take a quarterback. Um, and I'm gonna take Bo Nix.
1: Okay, All right. I didn't know how high he'd go on this board. I really didn't. Number two for me. he's had he number as well?
2: two, yeah, number two quarterback.
1: I, I had
0: Herbert Nix, Mariota, and then Akili. That was my my order.
2: I had Bo four. four. Six. I can't tell
1: you. Yeah. The I think there's like four or five quarterbacks who you could uh, you could be very fine taking. That's the thing, Mm -hmm. and it's tough to kind of predict how they'd be in the seven on seven because like how elusive do you really need to be?
0: I think it's hard to predict how any of these guys are on in seven seven. I haven't watched any of them play seven on seven. Like it's true. So um, we're just kind of doing. I mean, I think I might have actually watched Troy. Some of these guys have done seven on seven at like Oregon's SNL camps and stuff. So maybe I've seen a couple Mm -hmm. of these guys, but. no, with Nick's, it was Herbert and Knicks. And then a, I had a gap down to Mariota. And the, and the reason being that we're, again, 7-on-7, seven seven, so we're taking the running part out. And I think from an arm talent perspective, Herbert and Knicks are the are the best I've seen this school produce that I've watched closely. Um, I think Akili would have a good case along with Mariota for that next spot in terms of just pure arm talent. And honestly, like... That's why this is a weird exercise because if we were just to do the all time and create like a, a best five players and do it the same way, I would have had Mariota and LaMichael and those would have been like the easy first picks. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think still so, like like Jared taking LaMichael there made a lot of sense, but like Mariota's probably not gonna go as high as some people think he should for this type of thing because I think when you look at his skill set at Oregon, it isn't necessarily as conducive as, as as others are for playing in this kind of a game. So
1: well, and one, like you said, it's it's impossible to predict how any of these players would have done an actual seven-on-seven you know, style play. One guy I really considered taking and just like waiting on quarterbacks. I don't think any of you guys are going to take him. And if you are, I'm sorry for saying the name and kind of throwing him out there. I was considering Vernon Adams. Gosh, darn it, Neil. Like, come on, man. I'm really sorry. You can still do it. I don't know that Denny wants him. No, but I, I've, I've, Vernon got a, Adams, I've got another sick pick.
3: I've got another really, pick coming. Door. Really strong <laughs> arm
1: but you don't need that versatility and that kind of playmaking ability that he brought to the table in seven on seven as much as you need the arm strength. So while he's a really, really good pick, that's why I went with Herbert over him. But if I didn't get Herbert, I probably was going to take Vernon Adams or at least kind of be really mad when Jared took him over me. Right.
3: Gosh, you don't need that type of playmaking ability. You say, no, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same. I, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I, I most disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right.
1: Well, We'll see if you disagree right now or later on the draft.
2: We will, yeah. Okay, so I got two picks here. I need some. I am going to have some deliberation with you guys on my first pick. Yeah, I am um, going Jawan Johnson, but hey. is he a wide receiver or is he a tight end? Because he's a tight end in the league, but he's, well, he's a receiver really- at Oregon.
3: He was a receiver during his Oregon career. This is why I was so dead set on um, on Bobby Moore because he he quite literally like some of his splits were even some years for rushing and receiving like the guy could do anything right. um okay
1: so i i think we can leave it up for judgment if you want to put him at wide receiver you can if you want to put him at your tight end i'm also okay with it
0: i feel the same as zach but um i get denny makes a good point yeah. i don't think juan johnson like played a single snap at tight end no, there are no, other no, guys like Anthony thomas away. played a couple of spots but Jawan. Mm-hmm. i think juan would be a great he's on my list as a tight end but if, yeah i think i think it's fair
2: I have him on my list as a tight end, but I think he should be a receiver because like Denny said, his only year at Oregon, he was a receiver. Like, you know, okay. I can't just put, um, I don't know, some random person as a quarterback because I saw them throw a football one time at <laughs> practice. and was like, wow, look at that guy. So I'm going to go Juwan Johnson as my receiver. And okay. then I, like that pick.
1: I my, actually forgot about him. I didn't have him on my board. I feel for bad for shame
2: about that. for shame. And as my tight end, I'm um, showing my age with all these picks because they're all recent. But as my tight end, I'm going with an incredibly underrated talent here. Jacob Breland. Give me Jacob oh, yeah. Breland oh, as my yeah. tight end. I, here's my yep, hot he take for, for all you Oregon fans out there. My hot take is if Jacob Breeland never was injured during the 2019 season, Oregon would have been maybe a national champion because – they didn't have any weapons for justin herbert but gosh darn it if jacob breeland wasn't a damn weapon out there at tight end who was averaging like 15 to 18 yards of reception and he his acl on some funky play against colorado and that kind of hindered the at points and then you had to really rely on guys like johnny johnson and jalen redd and it's like uh, i'd rather have a
1: tight end like breeland so give me juan johnson and give me jacob breeland i'm looking up jacob breeland's Stats from at Oregon. Wow, he had a really a longer career than I remember well, that, at
0: Oregon. By the way, the year that Jared is referencing where he tore his ACL, I think he. You, you, if you're looking at it, Zach, how many touchdowns did he have? Because he was a I'm pretty monster. sure he's on the That that no, and just in, in in 19, how many did he have? In because 2019, I think, he
1: had six touchdowns. He had 13 yeah. total in his career. Six and in how many? I bring games? that up
0: is he. I was just going to say he played like five games. He was going to set the school <laughs> record for receiving six touchdowns. Games, six, game
1: touchdowns. six games, six touchdowns, six games, six catches, four hundred and five yards, and six touchdowns. Average fifteen point six yards per catch. That's impressive. I, he was good.
0: I think to Jared's point, if he had completed that season healthy, we, he would have he would be considered like the the alpha. Or he and Ed Dixon are the alphas at that position group mm-hmm. um, all time. So I think that's yeah. a nice one there.
3: We're saying a lot of a lot of picks uh, <laughs> play here.
0: Yeah,
2: that's hard. Enough. I'm not I'm taking trying a... not to. Um
0: well I'm taking really weird guys, and I guess I'll take my first weird guy because I think I'm pretty sure the tight end I'm gonna take is just not getting picked by anybody else. I don't um, know.
1: I feel like my tight
3: end target is off the radar as well. I wouldn't well say there, anything so. at this point after some of the stuff that we've already uh Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I think Bobby Moore, number one overall yeah. <laughs> That's very true. I
0: I'll be honest, did not have him on the board. Um, but that's a that's an
3: that's an oversight on my part it's a um, shot. Cooked, cooked in the mentions. I tell you, <laughs> I don't have a lot back, of mentions. We're okay. <laughs> running
0: back. I'm getting, I, I, I thought this was a genius pick when I devised it before we started. Let's see if you guys agree. Taking Byron Marshall.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, he was he on a the yards rushing Good pick.
0: and a thousand yards receiving in two different seasons. So, uh, I'm basically putting a 1,000 yard receiver in the backfield there for me, somebody who also played that position. So um, he was actually number two behind DeAnthony on my running back board he was, because of the productivity.
1: Yeah, if I did not get DeAnthony, it's going to be Byron, who is my number one target because he brings that pass catching ability. Not quite the shiftiness that DeAnthony had, but he does have that, you know, versatile. Um, skill set that I think would be really good in this style of play. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that pick. Okay, my fourth, man. So I need a another receiver and a tight end. I think I can get my receiver around the horn, so I'm going to go tight end. I want both of those guys. But I'm going to get killed if I take both of them. So, um, you know what? Give me Farrell Brown. Hey. I think as my tight end, I think he's, he may not be the best, but I think I like how he fits into this, uh, this team I'm building here. Um, if he, if he got injured in his last season, didn't he? Sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, his, his second to last, I mean, obviously his last season, but it was, would he, have been his second he, to last or would have been his back. final. He
0: missed like a full year, came back and actually had a good season. And I want to say fifth, I can't remember 15 or 16. Maybe I can't, I'm terrible with the years right now, but
1: that's what it was. Yeah. One of the few players on the, a history list that actually has had a you know relevant nfl career so that's been fun to watch but um i like his you know athleticism his playmaking ability his size at tight end i think he's a really good pass catching tight end as well so that's who i'm going at the tight end spot denny your fourth and final
3: remember which quarterbacks have been taken
2: nixon Herb.
1: so far
3: yeah nixon herbert that's it oh man all right i'll, I'll... I'll do the smart thing here and take Marcus Mariota. Um, <laughs> okay. And my team will just be better than your guys'. Like,
1: <laughs> the only Heisman winner on the team.
3: Yeah. I want to take Vernon Adams so, so bad. Can I tell you my my Dark Horse pick since I know Damn good and well that nobody else is taking him? I think it would have been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just like Kellen Clemens sit back there and throw nukes <laughs> all day. Like, I was no thinking the problem. same thing about
1: Harrington. Yeah. I think he'd be really fun back there.
3: Joe's going to come back on the show and sure uh, at you a bit, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
3: All right. And the tight ends, the only tight ends have been taken are Farrow and Breland, correct?
1: Yes, correct. We've left some tight yep. ones. On. That's actually insane that I took Farrow over, who I should have taken. But
3: <laughs> I, I, I want to do the same. We'll talk about it in our honorable mentions afterwards. I, I will take Ed Dixon, a tight end, and just get yeah, the best. That's who I should have taken. the history of Oregon football, easily. Yeah. and uh, Yeah
1: yeah that's i feel stupid now <laughs> it's like i wanted pharaoh so badly but like i that just gave me like blinders to who's actually on the board and available to me good pick damn it i think dixon
0: was like the most logical tight end one pick but i also wouldn't have taken him with the tight end i've got somebody i'm really excited to talk about so that's why i picked this person okay you're gonna take
1: the person i have a uh, I have
3: take possibly
1: I have a sleeper at tight end for after the draft that I think will be. Okay. We all need to so smart as well.
3: We have the same person. We're all Yeah. Just
1: the same hand. Hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jared just takes <laughs> him right before I take him. I like a total bleep. Uh
1: Okay. Is this my final pick? All, all right. Yourself. So I've got Herbert at Josh Huff and Farrell Brown. So I need a receiver. You know what? I'm going to do it. This may be recency bias and it may be that we don't really know too much about him. Give me Joran Dickey to take the, uh, I'm gonna take the What the hell? What is this? Hey. A five-year rebuild? My hey, goodness. let's see this a dynasty He's going oh to need five years? No, I want him. Give me that skill set. Um <laughs> the talent that he brings. I want him. I'm playing for the future.
3: You're going to get oh my I don't care. That's fine.
1: Like I said, I don't Fury have more minions. you Oh Good God. lord!
3: Can we like. Can somebody make a graphic to like tweet out with this afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> can we do that? Yeah, I want to see. There will scratch. be a
1: graphic. No, there will be. We're already. We've already got it in the works. So <laughs> there better yeah. be. No, I, and I, honestly, I think that's going to win the Twitter vote because Oregon fans love jury on Dickey. You're pandering. You're pandering, Neil. He's Jeff- no, I'm not. I actually, I, I want he, him on my team. I want to see what he can do. Mm-hmm.
0: So, to, to, just to clarify, you're taking him over Jeff Mayle. Yeah, over that was Johnny who Josh I was really Huff,
1: debating against.
0: Sammy Parker. No,
1: Aaron I already Aaron, have Huff, Huff on my team. Okay,
0: Huff's on your team. Sorry, I forgot to cross them
1: off.
3: Um, um, it, keep, the, keep the honorable mentions till later. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. This is going yeah. to be the funnest part of the draft is the honorable mentions. Okay, fair yeah, enough. It is. So, it's, so I actually thought I was going to pick the most off-the-wall off the, off the wall pick of
0: anybody, and then Denny started by taking Bobby Moore, and Zach Neal just took a guy with one career reception. So uh, <laughs> I won't be Second highest
1: that. rated. Receiver yeah. in Oregon history.
0: It'd be cool to see him do something more than just catch like, a catch a pass too.
1: Just That'd wait cool. a year from now, you and be like, "Wow, well, that, that was a really, really good pick." Didn't know that he, he was is- going to have the greatest season in Oregon history.
2: <laughs> He's behind Evan Stewart. <laughs> um,
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> so I got to take a guy who I talk about a lot with you guys, who. Played basically one year at Oregon. Again, I thought this was a small sample size. Who played one year at Oregon, a little bit of a second season, and then let's just say he he got into some trouble and, and couldn't keep playing. That's Colt Laera.
1: Yep, he was yeah, bad, I would too.
0: contend <laughs> is the most physically gifted tight end I've seen at Oregon, and it might not be that close. Um, mm-hmm. Like before things got really viral with social media, like there were videos of Colt Laera like jumping out of four foot swimming pools and standing broad jumping more than what the NFL Combine's longest mark was that year. Like he was just freakishly athletic um, and he had a really good freshman season, even though he was like their number three tight end. And then all the off the field stuff that I think everybody knows about took place and his career ended really abruptly at Oregon. So um, again, if this was like an all time who had the best career list, he would be nowhere near it. But if it's just a, this guy had great traits, like I think Ayala has better traits than, Pretty much any tight end Oregon has had. Now the question is, are we getting Colt Lairla, like in his prime? I and mean, that's what I'm assuming. If it's Coleyirla, so. two years after his prime, uh, yikes! But uh, we'll, I'll, I'll wrap up my team with, with him.
1: So we'll say that that I get 2026 jury on Dickey, and you get 2012 <laughs>
3: Coleyirla. How does that work?
0: <laughs> I don't. 2026.
3: Okay um he he might have been the player that i've wanted the most surely for this exercise and i didn't uh i had made too many off the wall picks already that i just <laughs> had to like do just go down the middle and get ed dixon but uh he was my number one tight end
1: okay yeah, wow. i think he's i'm, a, I'm very happy someone player. else is thinking number one
3: no i had him on the board he, too. They, they, they put him in the backfield when he was here like the dude could just do anything on a football field and like made NFL caliber athletes look like JV players, like um, just incredibly impressive.
1: Well, so, and just, just the the for the listeners at home, as a freshman in 2011, it's only seven receptions, but for 147 and five touchdowns. As a sophomore, 13 games, 25 catches, 392 and six touchdowns. So, um, yeah, he he did a lot when he was on the field here before he was off the field. So, I do like that pick. All right. All right. And then Jared Mack to round out the draft and then we'll get to our honorable mentions. Yeah. Fifth and final,
2: Uh quarterback. I already talked yep. about him. Uh, Vernon Adams. Uh, I just, yep. this dude was electric as long as he was healthy. Um, you know, like yeah. his USC game in was 2015. Everybody remembers that. And, you know, USC played a seven on seven defense. Then they play a seven on seven defense. Now, <laughs> like, like Vernon Adams is going to be just a guy when it comes to seven on seven. Um, he just is a—he's a, a bonafide stud as a college quarterback. You know, he had some, I guess, success in the Canadian Football League, but as a college quarterback, like he was a monster. And i, I like the guys that he's going to be throwing to.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very good pick. I'm also just now realizing that my screen's frozen. I don't know how long it's been frozen for, or if it's frozen for you guys too. But yeah, you're—you're <laughs> well, you're, you're smiling.
2: You're looking good. pretty, so you're good. You look really happy. I so look great. Yeah, I
1: think cool. I had just picked Jerry on Dickey, and I was. You know, getting the yeah, wrath from you guys. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it's been frozen. I, I was frozen while I was picking Layla. I think yeah. so. It's uh, been
3: a minute okay. for sure.
1: Well, we'll see it's what it unfreezes, Neil's But at least you can hear me. That's <laughs> really all that matters.
3: It's Neil's the really, uh, the Sydney Sweeney meme right now. He took <laughs> on, and he was just, like, that was yeah, perfect. that's for the listeners at
1: home. That's exactly what it looks like. Uh, no, Vernon Adams. That's a a great pick. I think that's a really good that's sleeper thanks. pick. So, who is the Well, let's just go into our honorable mentions for quarterbacks who did not get taken. So we had Herbert, Vernon, Bo, and Mariota, right? Yep, yep. So then, obviously, we talked about guys like Harrington, Kellen Clemens. Honestly, I thought about Darren Thomas, Achilles, Achilles Achilles well,
2: Ty Thompson. Obviously, honestly, for a seven-on-seven, yeah, you could do worse.
0: I mean, Dante Moore qualifies if Jurgen Dickey qualifies. Oh, no, certainly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. We actually have
2: tape of him at <laughs> yeah. seven on yeah. sevens.
1: Hey, we, we, we said current players. College tape. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Everybody's talking about how Jay Butterfield was just like the yard game champ. So maybe that translates over to seven on seven. I don't yeah,
1: know. That's it true. could. There's some quality. I had South, I had South Gene legend. I had South Gene legend um, Dustin Haynes as well. <laughs> he oh, was the, the, pull. the backup, I think, in. You're going to uh, say Chris uh,
0: Miller, an actual South Asian no, legend. No, actually, did
3: play quarterback and was actually kind of good. The no, Dustin Haynes was just my
1: high school quarterback, so I had to throw him in there.
3: There you go. Br- Bryce Betcher was also a South Asian quarterback. Was, uh, yeah. I don't think we can rule him out. Yeah,
1: yeah. good throwing back. All man. right, running back honorable mentions. Any guys, you, anything you guys left out? Um, yeah, Bucky, Travis, Dye. Travis. Yeah, Travis Dye. Bucky, Travis Die. Bucky, honestly, would yeah. be yeah. But he's the only reason I didn't pick him. He is. He's shifty, but he's like a physical shifty. You know, it's not like he's gonna make guys miss an open space. He's gonna go into a pile and find a way to come out the other side. So that's the thing why I didn't have him for a seven on seven. Oh, I'm on frozen. Look at that. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I didn't have him there.
0: I think he's pretty elusive though. And he's got and he's got the reputation as a pass catcher. He caught a lot of balls this year at Oregon. Um but I get your point.
2: Yeah. He and he and Travis die were we're high on my list i'll be honest like
0: that makes that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. especially yeah. Travis i think yeah. he was
2: underrated
1: as a pass catcher I agree. wide receiver long list of mm-hmm. honorable mentions
3: i got uh, uh good Charles nelson Charles nelson uh you yep. can play DB for you when when you got to switch sides of the field uh right. you know, he he always like was sitting at the quarterback spot on those weird swinging gate plays He can obviously throw the ball overhand uh, quite, quite well. Uh, yeah, I actually really wanted to take him. I was sad that it...
2: Uh, I was thinking about it, too.
3: Yeah, I thought about him as well.
1: Um, it's kind of a shame that because of me, I think we didn't get Jeff Mail or Sammy Parker on the board. Um, I also have Kristen McLemore. If we are going as far back as Denny did, I um, um, Carrington would be really good. Carrington. Mm-hmm, had him.
0: I had to meet 14 total names at receiver and the ones that weren't selected in order of where I had them were Carrington, Mayo, Sammy Parker, Demetrius Williams, Kian Howery, Br- uh, Braylon Addison, Jason Williams. I just wanted to talk about him because I feel like no one talks about him, but mm-hmm. he has some moments. Uh, yeah. Lavassier, 2 and a and I put Tony Hartley in mm-hmm. the end just for fun.
3: So, I... Can, can I just go really outside the box that I think would actually be an excellent receiver for this exercise is Devin Williams. Oh, I had him. I had thought of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Gonna be, I'm going to go
2: through my list. Braylon Addison, Jalen Redd, another Ooh. guy who would be excellent in a 7-on-7 profile. That's good. Carrington, Dwayne Stanford as a big boy, uh, Charles Nelson, and then Devin Williams. Um, I just wanted – like Jalen Red was was sneakily very high on my list because he was another kind of guy like Tez Johnson where it's just really hard to tackle him.
1: The other guys on my list, um, Jeremiah McClellan, Ryan Pelham, Dylan Grisham. stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop.
0: stop. <laughs> Uh
1: all right, tight ends, you guys leave anyone? I mean uh, it, Terrence Ferguson could have easily gone. I think he's a very good pass catcher. Um would be good in seven on seven. I also considered Kenyon Sadiq as well, but I knew I couldn't take Kenyon and Jurion and leave this podcast alive.
3: Uh, good lord. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like we, we just left Dante Rosario, who I think might yeah. have like the longest tenured NFL career of an Oregon tight end. He played for yeah. years. Uh yeah, it's a good one. Um I I had mine. Like mine. Yeah, yeah I had him had too. It was good. Uh Paulson.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. Yep. The only name good.
0: you guys haven't mentioned that I had on here, and it was mostly just to shout out, a recent interview with head coach Dan Lanning is George Reister, who actually did have his senior year was like a was top good. five tight end season in school good, history. Yeah. So he actually had some yeah. some run, but I was I never thought I I, I had seven tight ends on the list. And he was he was right at the bottom.
1: Yeah, Reister had, was good. I, Tim Day was solid. There's guys had, out
0: there.
2: I just had Ferg left on my board. It was between him or him or Breeland for me, honestly, because. I think for, I've, we've watched Ferg's like seven on seven tape. That dude was an animal out there. Yeah, because you know, We see the, who now the catches more he has up.
1: in game. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very tough receiver. He goes up and bosses people. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of surprised no one took him. To be completely honest,
1: I was. I mean, in hindsight, I I really am frustrated with myself about my Pharaoh Brown pick, not my jury on pick. My Pharaoh Brown pick. I should have taken Ed Dixon, and I should have taken Terrence. Got Ed
3: Dixon like. Uh, let the, there the yeah. like I, I got Ed Dixon, uh, with my left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's,
0: that's Denny wins the draft for taking the best tight end in school history at like the very end of the draft. <laughs> that's pretty pretty. Works out pretty <laughs> yeah.
1: well. All right, let's just go down the board. Denny has at quarterback Mariota Kenyon Barner at running back Devin Allen. Oh, are you doing a moderate shot at wide receiver, right? Yeah, all right, Devin Allen receiver, a moderate shot receiver Ed Dixon at tight end. I have Justin Herbert, D'Anthony Thomas, Josh Huff, Jory Dickey, and Pharaoh Brown. Scopal has Bo Nix, uh, Byron Marshall, Troy Franklin, Dylan Mitchell, and Colt Lairla. And then Jared Mack has Vernon Adams, Michael James, Tez Johnson, Juwan Johnson, and Jacob Breland. We are going to, um, I've got someone working on a graphic for this, and then we'll put up a poll on Twitter and see uh, who the fans think won. So this will be a little bit interesting. I'm very curious to see okay. what the uh, response is.
2: We can't name like, oh, this was Eric Scopel's team. Like we just need to be like team A, B, C, or D. Yes. You so do that. You there's can. no okay, no favoritism here.
3: And if I get last i will okay. deny which team was mine. <laughs> yeah. Zach, Zach, I think you had like an incredible start with
0: Herbert <laughs> and Dad, who are right at the top of my board, and then I don't know what happened. You just started doing all sorts of weird yeah.
1: stuff. If, if if Neil had no taken s- a I like four of my five picks then the one pick I don't like is the pick that you guys, (laughs) the one pick I do like is the pick you guys hate. So (laughs) I just wish I could have redone the Pharaoh Brown pick.
2: I mean, I liked all your picks too, Neil. That left some good people on the board.
0: (laughs) Yes, you did. Yeah, you (laughs) helped out.
1: Yeah. This is like when I came on your podcast last year, and I forget what we did, but I picked... um, I think it was a 7-on-7. It was exactly,
0: yeah.
1: Was it a 7-on-7? Yeah. Yeah. I picked Kyler Casper, like second round. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, it was great.
2: Did. Left left some good names was, on the board. Yeah. Well, well, I'm a people pleaser. You guys know that. Know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Den- Denny is like basically working towards the older crowd with his Bobby Moore first overall pick. Can we indicate that he took more first overall, or that someone took more first overall? Like, can we have the <laughs> draft selection in there too, just because? Yeah, we
1: should do round one, round it, two, round three. Yeah.
0: Anybody I, I like sixty five and up is going to just like go crazy for
3: for Denny's team. See, that's I, I where accused-
1: I took a flyer on Dicky. That's why it's a little bit better. I didn't take him first overall.
3: Okay. I accused you guys of pandering <laughs> at some point earlier. I, I also did a little bit of pandering myself. I'm, if this poll makes it to Facebook, then like, I'm going <laughs> to right. Oh Yeah,
1: your, your money on Facebook. God forbid if this poll makes it to Facebook, I don't want to know what happens. Uh, don't let it get to Facebook. <laughs> All right, with all that being said, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Thank you guys again for coming on, having a lot of fun, taking up some time on this. What is it, Monday afternoon? Is it Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, it's Monday. It's Monday, yeah. Afternoon, Monday. January, when there is, thankfully, not a ton going on in Oregon sporting news right now. So um, we will hopefully be on again sometime. Maybe we do something, the four of us, in the summer after spring football and kind of kill one of those dead july or june months uh, but i'm looking forward to see you guys in probably march when spring football starts i don't know we don't know when practice to start but yeah thank you guys for coming on this was a lot of fun
3: thanks Zach. thanks Neil. thanks
1: for having us Neil. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, the special guest that I have been teasing is officially coming on later this week. We are recording on Thursday, and that episode will go out early next week. I'm very excited for that, so so stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for listening and following along. If you want to check out more of my work, you can find it all at duckswire.usatoday.com. Follow me at Zachary C. Neal on Twitter. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, take it easy.